I don't know about you, but it's easy to wait on an excellent God. Because I don't have to worry about a thing. Because if he is excellent, that means he excels. <laughs> I, I believe it says to the one who's able to do above and beyond what I can think or even imagine. Another translation says exceedingly above. <laughs> what I'm saying, he's excellent. <laughs> oh, uh, isn't that good to know that our God is able? And so it's easy to wait on a God that is able to deliver us, who's able to keep us, who's able to save us, who's able to watch over us. Am I talking to somebody? That when you know that you know, is all right. Because you know about that, my God is excellent. Excellent in all the earth. Psalm 25. I praise God for the word of God. And for that reason, I'm going to read the entire psalm because I don't know how long I'm going to be up. But, but, but at least you're going to enjoy the text. So if I don't get to everything, you can at least say, well, he sure enough read the word. going to read from the New Revised Standard Version, and it says, this is the 25th Psalm of David, and he opens up saying, to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Do not let me be put to shame. Do not let my enemies exalt over me. Do not let those who wait for you be put to shame. Let them be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all day long. Be mindful of your mercy, O Lord, and of your steadfast love, for ye have been from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me for your goodness sake, O Lord. God and upright, good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right. And teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness. For those who keep his covenant and his decrees. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my guilt, for it is great. Who are they that fear the Lord? He will teach them the way that they should choose. They will abide in prosperity, and their children shall possess the land. The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he makes his covenant known to them. My eyes are ever towards the Lord, for he will pluck my feet out of the net. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. 
relieve the troubles of my heart, and bring me out of my distress. Consider my affliction and my trouble and forgive all my sins. Consider how many are my foes and that with our hate and, and, and with what violent hatred they hate me. O oh God, my life and deliver me. Do not let me be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. May integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait for you. Redeem Israel, O oh God. Of out of all its troubles. Praise God for the word of God, for the people of God. You may be seated. As you take your seat, if you can help me announce this to your, your neighbor, it says, For you I wait all the day. Amen. I'm going to try to deal with how to wait on the Lord is when you know who He is. It's easy to wait on who you know. I've used this illustration before. Y'all might remember it about a young boy was playing on the docks down by the water, and he was playing, and he fell down in the water. And the father was waiting for him to come back up, but he did not come back up. It's kind of late, and the water's murky, so you can't see through the water, so the father has to dive in into the water, look for his son. He goes down one time, he's holding his breath as long as he can, and he can't find it. He comes back up for air and goes back down. He can't find it. He goes back up and he goes back down. He finds his son clinging close to the post of the dock, and he's pulling him and pulling him to have him let go. And then they make it back up to the top, and he looked at his son and said, Son, how come you was holding on so tight unto the dock? The son looked at the father with a, with a, with a sense of, of why you asked me such a question saying I was waiting on you he had an, an assurance an, an expectancy and hope that his father was going to come and get him so he was not waiting in vain but he was waiting with a hope that my dad saw me fall and I believe my dad gonna come get me and I'm talking to somebody here this morning that I know a God that sees me when I fall and I have hope, I have an expectancy that he's going to come and get me. David is titled and given to, written of this psalm. And this psalm, if you look closely, is a, is a lament, it's a cry, it's a, a petition of, of look at how many times he asked for forgiveness. If you look in there, that verses 7, 11, 16, 17, and 18, he does not necessarily say the word forgive, but he says, look upon my transgressions. Redeem me, save me, deliver me. He's basically saying, I know I'm wrong. You know I'm wrong, but you're the only one that can make me right. I don't know about you, but I just get excited thinking about that, that I know I'm wrong. You know I'm wrong. Everybody knows I'm wrong, but God can make me right. And so David realized that I will wait on you, the one that can make me whole, who the one who can take what is broken and fix it, the one that can take a broken heart and heal it, the one that can take a broken life and mend it, the one that can form me and shape me according to his will. So that's why he says, I lift my soul up to you. Who else can you turn to? Who else can you lean on that will never let you down? That will never, never, ever let you down. 
David said, I lift up my soul, I lift up my life to you. They're basically saying, I place my life in your hands. You, 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 you may not pay attention and watch sports as I do, but forgive me, let me use it for an illustration. If you do happen to watch a basketball game and there might be a hard foul and somebody falls down and their teammates run over to lift up their hands and give them a help up. But if you pay attention, sometimes the enemy combatant, if you will, the one that caused the hard fouls, wants to show that person that I didn't mean any harm by, and he puts out his hand. But oftentimes that, that, turn, that other person will look at him and look away from him and say, I don't want your help. Basically saying, I'll put my trust in you, but I'll put my trust in my teammates, and I will sit here with my hand out waiting for them to come and help me up. Let me drive this home. Let me drive this home. There might be a time in your life that you'll be down and the other people might come on by, but you're looking at them that you can't help me. It's not to you. I stretch out my hand. But Father, I stretch. And I realize that no one else can lift me up. No one else can bring me out of the pit of darkness but the Lord. So on him I'm going to wait. How long? All the day long. Or as, as a song, you know, Brother Jones would sing that song, Lord, help me to hold out until my chains come. I, I, it might be all day or it might be to next year, but Lord, I'm going to hold out until my chains come. David understood that, Lord, I stretch out to you. I, I realize that only you are the one that can take care of me. And so I put my trust in the one who is trustworthy. Because he knows the character of God. Look what he says, that you are unfailing in love. Basically what it's saying, that saying that Lord, your unfailing love means that you are faithful. I'll just let that meditate for a moment. Think about it. Love is faithful. That hurt somebody. It hurt me. And let me say it one more time. Love is faithful. If it's faithful, it means it will never cease. If it's faithful, it means it is trustworthy. If it's faithful, it means it's consistent. How Paul put it, love never fails. So David realized that God that you are faithful in your love and how you care for us. You, you, he says, I realize that, 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 that your character is tender and merciful. Y'all see that there? And so because of I know who you are, God, I'm, I'm appealing to your character. And your character suggests to us that you'll forgive us. That missed somebody. Let me help you out. If he's merciful... That means he shows mercy. And if he's steadfast in love, it means he shows love. How often? Help me out. Always. Mm. 
And so, therefore, God, even when I don't sow love, even when I know I've messed up and made a mistake and did not go according to your will, I will turn back to you and say, Lord, according to your loving kindness, according to your mercy, forgive me. It means that I'm going to you, God, because I know what's in you and I want to get what's in you out of you and in me. Let me have somebody else. Y'all missed that part. You're thirsty. You're going to go to a source that has something that you can drink. And you want them to take what they have and give it to you so you can get what you need. You are broken. Your, your shame is great. He says, my sin is too great. He said, it's multiplied and it's increased. It's great. Lord, forgive me for it is great. But he says, Lord, I know you can forgive me because you can cleanse me of all my sins. The beautiful thing is this, that he is looking to a God that is a complete God. A perfect God. And so if God is perfect, he does something in absolute. He doesn't do it halfway. I, I, in school, there was a friend we used to mess with when, uh, on the chalkboard that, that when we erased the chalkboard, the teacher would always have somebody to erase the chalkboard on their behalf. And so we would erase it, but we would leave spots on there just to mess with this one friend. Because this person could not stand an unclean chalkboard. It just irked them to see stuff not done right. And so we just mess with this person and leave those spots up there. And, and, and the same situation was this, that our God does not leave spots behind when he cleans up. He is perfect all the way through. We know even when we wash our clothes that we have to inspect and see there's still some spots left behind. That we might wash it for a second time or we do a deep soak or we try to get some new stuff and, and try to clean it out. So we got to buy multiple things just to get it cleansed. But can I help somebody out that if you just go to Jesus... All it takes is just one drop of the blood and all of a sudden things start being clean. Things become white as snow. Things start becoming pure. Things start becoming whole. All because we come to the one that can forgive us of everything. So David said, I put my trust in you because you do not let me down. Look what he says here. He says, I put my trust in you. And so, Lord, do not let me be disgraced or do not let me be a saint. He's basically saying, my enemies are waiting for me to fall because they know who my God is. Somebody missed that one. Let me help you out. Those who missed it, let me help it out. What he is saying here, that his enemies know who he depends on. His enemies know who he believes in. His enemies know who he trusts in. And so therefore, his enemies realize that if I can get David to go against his God, we win. Or if we beat him, that means his God is not with him. And so we will have victory because we are greater than his God. And so they're thinking that they're bigger and better and stronger than who David is with. But David realized, as, a, as, a, as we see it in, 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 in the New Testament, that if God is with us, who can be against us? Greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. I am more than a conqueror. Who can separate me from the love of God? He realized that with God all things are possible. And so he says that I know I put my trust in you because you are my refuge. You are my strong and shield. You are my sword. You are mighty in battle. So Lord, don't let me down because I know you're unable to let me down. So because of who you are and what you can do, I turn to you. 
and I want my enemies to stumble and fall. Y'all see that right there in the text? He's letting them know that because how I trust you, I believe that you will give me victory in the face of my enemies. Let's go back a little bit earlier. Though I walk to the valley of shallow death, I shall fear no evil. Because I ride and I stab. He's, he's saying, he's, what he, David's pointing out, because you are with me, I have nothing to fear because I put on my trust. Some of us have more trust in a seatbelt than we do in God. Drive all kinds of speeds, doing all kinds of things, and thinking the seatbelt's going to hold us in. Thinking a seatbelt is able to save your life. Let that meditate for a moment. A seatbelt is not 100%. It can help you in the event of a crash. But can I give you one thing that's guaranteed? (laughs) Without a shadow of a doubt, my word tells me all who call on the name of the Lord Shall be saved. Let me help somebody out. It's not a guarantee that you put a seatbelt on and it'll save your life. But it's a bona fide, shown up, come hell, come high water, that if I call on the name of Jesus, uh, the earth may rattle, the hurricanes may roll, storms may come, floods may come, but not that can set me from the love of God. It's guaranteed. It's so far. Help me out somebody. Tell your name. It's fireproof. So I ain't worried about what hell got for me. Because it can bring its best shot. Because my Lord will see me through. So David says, I know the character of the Lord. So look what he says. He says, who fears the Lord? Who is that fears the Lord? This is a, a check for us. Let's check these things out and see do we meet this. Who knows if those who fear the Lord know a God who's good and upright. If you know a God who's good and upright means that he's true, that he's holy, then you know this. Then you know that those who are humble, those who are meek, those who are desolate, he picks them up. Y'all see that right there? And those, those who know an upright God know that he will instruct the sinners. Y'all see that there? He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. He'll take the broken, he'll take the desolate, he'll take the afflicted and teach him his way. And then look what I love about it in verse 10. It says, and the paths of the Lord are steadfast and faithfulness. They're steadfast in love and faithfulness. In other words, it says they're mercy and truth. Do you catch, you catch what, that if you follow the Lord, you receive mercy? <laughs> you follow the Lord, you are faithful. You follow the Lord, you have truth. Let me, let me have somebody else out that, that when you know that you know that the Lord is on your side, uh, you're not worried about what come against you. Let me go back to sports, help you out. Well, I played JFL football. Yeah, little old Sam was playing JFL. I was no bigger than the past, but I put him on anyway. And I had a coach that's helped me out because I was playing free safety. He says, Sam, uh, you got to stop blinking everything, some, every time something comes by your helmet. And he says, because nothing's going to get through. 
He said, what you mean? So he said, stand right here. So he, I stood right there. He took his big hand and kept on smacking my helmet. He says, is my hand coming through? I said, no. So why are you blinking? He says, I don't know. So he kept on hitting the helmet. And he was showing me that if you have enough confidence in this helmet that my hand can't get through, then the football won't get through. Then somebody's hand won't get through. So keep your eyes open. Let me have somebody out there that might have missed it. Here it is. World has you to close your eyes because you're fearful, you're scared of things that are coming your way. But just be like David says, I lift up. If you're lifting up something, you got to look up. So look up to the hill. On which cometh your help. All my help cometh from the Lord. Let's look up with your eyes wide open and realize that the Lord's going to bring you out. That then everything that comes against you can knock you down, can push you down, because the Lord's your keeper. Look, 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 look here. Look here as I'm trying to, trying to, trying to, trying to get to you to grab, grab what we're going to get to another checklist. So the checklist here about if I fear the Lord, I, I know I'm on the right path. <laughs> and if I'm on the right path, I got mercy with me. Heard a pastor say it like this, that, you know, when a shepherd has sheep, oftentimes they have a sheepdog. And the sheepdog got a name. Goodness and mercy. So the sheep get away from the pastor. He sends the dog. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed. Let me help y'all. He sends the dog so the dog will come back and bring him back. So surely, goodness and mercy will follow me. All the days of my life, I'm so glad that God got some goodness and some mercy to follow me. Because when you stay on his path, it's right there. That in his path, it says there's mercy. Am I right about it? It's right there. So you see here that God will take care of it. And then he says he will buy prosperity. And the children shall possess uh, the land. There's another checklist for us to see those who fear the Lord. You realize that you are prosperous. You may not have money and riches and gold, but you might be like Peter and John. Y'all know Peter and John? They were some bad folks, y'all. They, they came up to a man in front of the gate, beautiful, trying to get into the prayer meeting, asking for some alms, asking for some gold and for some silver. And they looked at him. He looked at them. He says, silver and gold we do not have. But in the name, oh, I, somebody should have got excited right there. But in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. A change happened on that man. He didn't say he got to his knees. It said he jumped up and started shouting. I'm telling you right now that when you realize that you are prosperous in God, you don't need silver and gold. You don't need a fancy car. You don't need a big house. But you can just walk around and say, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Satan has simply, because you realize who can stand before me? Nobody. Because I'm standing in the name of Jesus. I, I digress, but let me help you out about this. It says, for your name's sake. It goes into this process. It that in this name, it means in the title. In the representative of whom I come from. Y'all y'all watch some movies. Y'all watch movies. You know how a king may send an ambassador. And the ambassador comes up and says, I come in the name of the king of this providence. So this means I'm coming under his authority, under his power. And since I read this law, it's a law because it came from the king. Let me have somebody out. 
if I come in the name of the Lord, I come under his authority, I come under his power, and his word is law. And there's somebody else out that I don't care about who faces against me because I know who sent me. And the one who sent me has never been defeated. He's never let me down. And he is able to make everybody that's in front of me that comes against me stumble and fall. And so I walk no longer in my name, but in his name. And when I'm walking in his name, it's amazing how I got prosperity, how I got truth, how I have mercy. Because I found out that it's no longer me, but it's him. That's working it out on my behalf. If God's working out, tell your neighbor he's working it out for me. And so if he's working it out for you, then you're able to wait how long? All the day long. Look, 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 look at another checklist I want to look at. Those who fear the Lord, those who fear the Lord know this also on this checklist is that God forgives their sins. Verse 5 goes back and says, Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my what? Salvation for you I wait all the day because of who I know who you are, Lord, and I fear you. I know that you are the God of my salvation. You are the only one that can deliver me. You are the one who has saved me. That's why Job was able to say, I know my Redeemer lives. That's why Job could go through the, the perils and the, tri and the tribulations that he went through knowing that I, I will see my maker. That's why Jesus was able to, uh, to bear the shame of the cross because he knew that he says, I am the life and the resurrection. He, he was able to bear the chastisement and the punishment and being delivered over to the enemies because he's able to tell his disciples that I am the way, the truth, and the life. He was able to let them know that, that, that he was sitting at the well in Samaria and asking, where did you get food? He said, if you did not know that I am the living water, I am the bread of life, that I don't need necessarily food like man needs food, uh, but all I need is the word. Oh, y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. Y'all so got excited because then the devil come after him and say you could turn that stone into bread. But he said, man did not live after bread alone, but only on the word. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. Y'all missing it. Can let me help y'all out? Because in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. And the way without the word, nothing was attained. So man don't need bread alone, but all I need is the word. The word became light and, and the word became flesh and on the cross he died. All I need is the word. And so when I got the word, I know where my salvation comes from. And so watch this, watch this, watch this. I can look up and I don't have to worry about looking down. I don't have to look down. Cacassus, Cacassus, that even though I may get caught up in a trap, y'all missed it get caught up in a net or a snare, my God is able to deliver me. Y'all see that right there? My eyes are ever towards the Lord. Y'all see that? He's not looking down, but he's looking up. Realize that my legs might be trapped. I might be in a snare, but my eyes are ever towards the Lord, for he will pluck my feet. Oh. Y'all see that right there? We saying that I Sin is sinking in sand, right? But he placed my feet 
on solid ground. Y'all, y'all catch it there. I'm looking up towards the Lord from where my help comes from. Looking to the Lord that's able to deliver me. I may be in a trap. I may be in a snare, but I know the one who's a keeper. If you know that you know that he's a keeper, high five somebody and tell him he's a keeper. So I'm going to keep my eyes on him who's able to keep me from falling. I'm going to keep my eyes on him who's able to keep me into the day of salvation. I'm going to keep my eyes on him that can keep my enemies away. I'm going to keep my eyes on him that can keep putting food on my table. I'm going to keep my eyes on him that's able to keep my mind in a state of mind. I'm going to keep my eyes on him that's able to keep me. Able to keep me in his will. Keep me on his path. Keep me in his truth. Keep me in his righteousness. Because I'm waiting on you, Lord. I I don't know what may come before me, but I know where I am uh, is with you. And if I'm with you, there's nothing else I got to worry about. But I'm with you because I put my trust in you. I'm trying to leave you alone now. But if I put my trust in the Lord, I won't be let down. I won't be disgraced. My enemies will stumble and fall. The Lord will look upon my afflictions. He'll look upon my loneliness. He'll look upon my desolation. But I might get just like John Newton and say, amazing grace. How sweet the sound. You saved a wretch uh, like me. Uh, anybody been down and out, uh, been looking for a way out, uh, and all you can wait is just wait on the Lord. Uh, wait, I said, uh, wait, I said, uh, and be of uh, good courage. Uh, he won't let you down. Uh, he won't let you down. Uh, he'll pick you up. Uh, he'll turn you around. Place your feet on solid ground. I'm trying to leave you alone, but my soul has got happy. Good God from Zion. I'm so glad. He's a fortress. He's a strong tower. He's merciful. He's love. He's grace. He's my joy. He's my all in all. And so I'm going to wait on the Lord for my chains to come. Bills need to be paid. My health is failing. My life is falling apart. But once I also know this world is falling apart, but when he comes back, when he comes back, uh, there's going to be a shelter, uh, there's going to be a rumbling, uh, and everything's going to be changed. Uh, change my mind, uh, change my feet, uh, change my soul. Uh, I'm going to take off this body and put on a new body. Uh, I'm going to wait on the Lord. Ah, yeah. Wait on. Tell your neighbor, wait on the Lord. How long? Tell them till your change comes. Wait on all the day long. And if you come now, you start weeping. Remind yourself, though I may weep. In the night, come on, somebody help me out. But joy, come in the morning. And some of y'all might be having countless nights. Uh, you don't know when your joy is coming, but let me help you out. That joy is Jesus uh, over you. So you can weep, but he's still over you. You still got joy. You still have peace. You may not know it, uh, but the psalmist promised it. Uh, surely, uh, 
surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Even when I'm down and out, there's goodness, there's mercy. I don't know which way to go. There's goodness, there's mercy. I feel all by myself. There's goodness, there's mercy. I look up, I see the Lord. I see His power. I see His strength. And He's able to lift me up out of the snare. I'm going to close with this, and I have the choir to come back to minister to us in this song. It says this, another check for us to know that he's a keeper, and that we're with him, that we fear him. It says that we are his friends. Some translation says secrets there instead of friends, but it means there to be an intimate counsel. To be an intimate, you don't give your secrets to those you don't trust. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. I, I, I just preached to myself. That's a new point. I didn't have that one written down. You said you don't give your secrets whom you don't trust. But cast this, I trust in the Lord, and He trusted me. Says he trusted me. He's given me eternal life. He's given me liberty. He's given me peace. He said to his disciples, no longer do I call you sir, but I call you friends because you obey my commands. And anything you ask in my Father's name, he'll give to you. He goes on to say that it's because you love me. My Father loves you. And I love you and I will reveal myself to you. Oh, who's desperate to see God's glory? To see his presence in his life. You can check to see if you are a friend of God. And he calls you friend because you fear him. Because you trust in him. Because you love him. And you seek him for forgiveness. Hallelujah. 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 Stay right there, Brother Linwood. Amen. I, I was going to move to I'm a friend of God, but I just wanted to celebrate your name. Amen. If you go back to that, your name. You know what you're playing right? Amen. Hallelujah. Can we just worship him in song choir? Can you help us out? I'm going to buy my dread. Can you go back to the, to the, uh, the bridge of your presence? Can you get to that part? Amen. Help me out. Help me out. Let us meditate. Amen. Yes, Lord. Yes. We worship your God. All honor, all glory.
bless your name, O oh God. Hallelujah. Doors of the church are open. We see in the hand of the disciples that there's someone here. You may be looking for a church home. You may feel your foot's caught in a snare. But you can look up to the Lord for his name's sake. He'll forgive you of all your sins. We welcome you here in this place. He loves you. He sees you right where you are. He welcomes you to come into his embrace and know his peace, know his joy, know his love, know his mercy. Is there someone here today? We welcome you in this place. You may be seated. 